Welcome to the suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And this, this is, is Suburban, Suburban Podcast. Podcast. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. All right. Have fun and enjoy. Let's get to it. So, we were looking up topics of uh, things to discuss, and we realized that we don't watch same shows at all. We do not. Like, Kim <laughs> Straight just made a Game of Thrones reference, and I I have no, I don't watch Game of Thrones. He shook his head, and I don't know. I watched, like, I had to force myself to watch, like, first six episodes. I did not like Didn't it. get into it after the first six? Like... And the crazy thing is, usually I go for stuff like that, like epic, uh, like uh, warrior stories and dynasties and all that. Like that's what got me into history. Just didn't like Game of Thrones. On the Game of the, so I first didn't think that I was gonna be into it. My roommates got me into it. This was when I was back in Auburn and. They were just like, hey, do you watch Game of Thrones? And I was like, what the fuck is that? They were like, what, you watch Game of Thrones? So they showed it to me, and I was reading about it, and I was like, mm, it don't seem like nothing I could really get into. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, just watch the first episode. So I watched the first episode, and I was like, damn. Like, I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued. Like, let me watch the second episode. So after that, I was pretty hooked. Uh it's a lot of things that I don't really watch that are, I guess, like, I hadn't seen a Harry Potter movie until this year, but that was more so because my family is really religious. Same. I didn't, I didn't get to see any of the Harry Potter movies until high school when I was able to stay at home by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> because, first of all, my parents didn't even let me read, well, it was more so my mom. She didn't let me read Harry Potter, but I was like sneaking in my closet in middle school with, you know, just the nerdiest shit I've ever heard. Little bookmark lamps that you stick. Oh my god! I was, I was sitting in my closet reading Harry Potter with a bookmark lamp, but and this picture you in the closet acting like you're reading a boxcar children's uh, book. The last I had, I used to read them books too. Beverly clearly, clearly books. Used to read all of them. I used to love Judy Blue books, like Fudge and Ramona and Beezus. Ooh, what was that my was favorite? Shit. Um, Ramona and Beezus definitely. There was another one. Um, Tales of the Fourth Amelia Grade. Amelia Bedelia. I used to love all those as a little girl. I used to read Bear Seen Bears. Hell yeah. Arthur, of course. Back when Arthur was an aardvark. Like a real aardvark, not like the the uh, the gentrified aardvark that he is now. They ain't the they ain't the Arthur I know. Arthur had a longer nose than that. Don't let them change you, bro. Don't let them. Cha- but and they gave my nigga Arthur a nose job. I know. He went Kardashian. <laughs> but yo, um. Having read Harry Potter, didn't do any of that. 
when I did say that I was uh, watching the first Harry Potter movie I'd ever seen on Facebook, people were acting like, they were like, oh, I'm so jealous that you get to experience it for the first time as an adult. And I was like, calm down, niggas. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's going to be okay. But that's just like with me. Like, I, I ain't seen Lord of the Rings from top to bottom. Mm. I haven't seen. <laughs> I really, I really, I'm ner- I'm too nervous to say it. Honestly, no. Go ahead, say it. Go ahead, say it, because we gotta so, get. So in our in our discussion of um what we were going to talk about today, Dennis suggested that we talk about the 30th anniversary of Coming to America, and I told him that I have not seen it from top to bottom still. <laughs> Bruh. Just, listen, like, okay. All right, I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you explain why, and then I will respond. So, explain to me why you've never seen the greatest black movie of all time. Okay, so most people I feel like that have seen Coming to America has seen it in their their adolescent youth. Yes. Okay. My parents, I was, I, I don't want to say I was sheltered, but my parents were pretty strict. We weren't allowed to watch a whole lot. Like when I say the only movies I can really remember watching as a child were like Disney movies and, and you know, like the classic um, Pinocchio, stuff like that. Pinocchio, Dumbo. Fox and the Hound, like the Rescuers was always my favorite. So by the time like people were actually making Coming to America references, I was just like, um, and I have seen you know when they do showings on TV and stuff, but I'm not a TV watcher. I've, I've <sighs> this is another episode. <laughs> it's another episode of Black Card Revoked. Yeah. It, it really is because your black card is revoked, ma'am. Um, all right, here is my response. This just saddens me so much because I was also sheltered, as I've said. Uh, we couldn't watch. We couldn't even watch Disney movies because it had magic in it. I'll see. Yeah. See, like we were that. We were on that tip, but. My dad has always, I think I get my love of comedy from my dad because, like, anytime that came on, my dad would just watch it. And then it got to the point to where anytime it came on TV, I would just watch it. Now, I didn't watch the unedited version until I was about 13, but I had seen it so many times I knew all the lines, except for the curses, of course. I have seen that movie at least 200 times. It got to the point, like, I remember I was watching, um, I think it was Freaks and Geeks or something. Uh, no, 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 no. Dazed and Confused. I was watching that, but I was watching it with my parents. Mm -hmm. And I remember specifically, somebody said something like, screw me or screw you or something. And I repeated it. And my dad was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Like... (laughs) Don't use that language, and I was like, "The fuck, nigga!" <laughs> like, <laughs> nigga, I've been cursing for years, bro. <laughs> my experience like that is to this day. Anytime I'm watching anything with my mom, and they do something that her godly self don't agree with, 
what is this? Yep. Unless it's some shit that she want to watch and then she just bypass all the curse words. You're like, oh, really, Ma? You didn't hear them say fuck? That's my mama. <laughs> that is my mama. I feel like my mama and your mama would be best friends. They probably would be. Because they sound like the same exact person. Mm-hmm. Now, my dad, my, I had a weird childhood. Man. Like, on one hand, like, my mom was all spiritual and stuff, but my dad was kind of not on the same tip. Like, we couldn't watch, like, The Simpsons because they were disrespectful to your parents. Mm-hmm. I couldn't watch The Simpsons. But at the same time, we always watched Married with Children with my dad. We could watch Married is, with Children. The trick is getting ill to whatever your dad watches. We could also, that's it. If daddy's watching, then it's okay. We, yeah. could, we couldn't watch The Simpsons, but we could watch King of the Hill. Really? Definitely couldn't watch South Park. Oh, hell no. <laughs> This is how bad my house was. Chappelle's show came out when we were seven, like seventh grade. I had to sneak every Wednesday to watch it. I could not, like, because my mom saw the first episode and she was like, I don't think that's funny. I don't think it's funny to say, uh, because she didn't think the Clayton Bigsby thing was funny because she took it too literal. And I'm thinking, this is the funniest (laughs) shit I've ever fucking seen. (laughs) So I couldn't watch that. But yo, anything my dad liked, I could watch. Like Sanford and Son. Oh yeah, I, I think that's like every black dad's Sanford favorite show. Son. We used to watch um, Mama's Family. Bruh, why did nobody ever talk about Mama's Family? That show used to be funny as Mama's hell. Mama's Family was a legend. Like that, that, that is a classic in all households, black yeah. and white. Golden Girls. Oh, Golden Girls. We used to watch All in the Family with um, Archie Bunker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, that was back when when Nick at night and TV like, was used to real. jump. Happy days, my fucking uh, the Jeffersons. My mom used to always love Mary Tyler Moore. My oh. mom was always on some. Oh, Nick, like I, our moms are the same yes. person. All right, is your mom like my mom? Was like kind of like the first black hipster. Like she was on the natural hair wave in the eighties when niggas is just killing their hair with chemicals. And then she nah, was my all. Mama like, definitely had a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama and daddy had a curl. Oh man, both went to Alabama State. Sounds about right. That's just my Alabama State eight. Fuck them niggas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, my mom was always weird. But my dad though, he would watch like we always. The shows of that time that we could always watch were Martin, Living Single, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Fresh Prince, of course. Fresh Prince, Family what? Matters. Yeah. Wayne's Brothers, my dad loved the Wayne's I love the Wayne's Same. Brothers, too. My daddy is goofy as hell. Like, one of my daddy's, my daddy's favorite movies, just to, do, like, let you know what kind of person he is, is Major Pain <laughs> and goddamn uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Your dad's cool as fuck. Like <laughs> that, he cannot watch Napoleon Dynamite without laughing his ass off. My dad's favorite movie is, of course, Coming to America. That's, bro. That's like Coming to America, and then what else? I'm trying to think. It's another movie that my dad always. I laughed. think that might be one of my mom's favorites. Oh. uh this isn't one of his favorite movies, but me, my brother, my dad, one of the last times my brother came down, we watched Blazing Saddles mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. My dad was dying laughing at Blazing Saddles, and I was like, now I know where I got this shit from. 
Because that movie is so offensive, but it's so fucking funny. Have you seen Blazing Saddles? I have not. <laughs> it's okay. Um. All right. What other black? Have you seen Friday? I've seen Friday. <laughs> Wait, no. Have you really seen Friday? I have seen Friday and next Friday and Friday after next. Okay. Have you seen? I've seen the whole Friday franchise. Have you nigga. seen Color Purple? Yes. Have you seen Boys in the Hood? Oh man, not top to bottom. <sighs> Have you seen Menace to Society? Yes, but you ain't seen Boys in the Hood. I know. Shut up. <laughs> um, what other black ass movies can I think of? Have you seen uh, any black exploitation movies like Shaft, uh, Superfly, the original Superfly? I've seen Shaft. Uh, the Mac. These are some of my favorite movies, but for some reason, I will, for obvious reasons, I can't watch anymore. Uh, have you ever seen Uptown Saturday Night or uh, Let's Do It Again with Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier? No. Those are like the two greatest. A lot of black people haven't seen those movies. So. I've seen one Sidney Poitier movie and have I watched it with my mom, but I don't remember what it was called. What was it about? I want to say, um, I want to say Dorothy Dandridge was in it. Was it? Uh, it wasn't Carmen. Because he wasn't in that, was he? I think it was Harry Belafonte. Oh, shit. That was Harry Belafonte. Did you just mix up Harry Belafonte and Sidney Poitier? Oh, oh my God. God. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I have seen a Sidney Poitier movie, but what? did I just mix them up just then? Yes. Pray for me, guys. Um, <laughs> what's it? So, what Sydney Poitier movie have you seen? I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. My it favorite. was one where he was like, um, he was a teacher. Oh, uh, to to serve with love. Yes, that is it. Yeah, I think that's one of my mom's favorites. My mom's a big Sydney Poitier fan. Like, of course, uh, Cicely Ra- Tyson was in that one, wasn't she? Was she? I can't remember. I haven't seen To Serve with Love in a long time. Because that was one of the first Sidney Poitier movies I ever saw. Okay, well, don't, um, let, don't let me fuck shit up. Guess who's coming to dinner? Of I course, it's a classic. You gotta see that one. I know. If all Sidney Poitier movies, you have to see that and In the Heat of the Night, which is possibly the greatest movie of all time. In the Heat of the Night? That was the theme song for, uh, what was that TV show? In the Heat of the Night? That's the name of the TV show? Yes. Why God, it was something different. Anyway. Yeah, but the TV show was based on the movie where the movie uh Sydney Portier stars as Virgil Tibbs, which if I ever have children, Virgil or Sydney is one of the names up there for that re- I'm big. Wow. So you gonna have kids in the new millennium with these old ass names. Virgil I mean you got Virgil Abloh so also. He's still popular. old. My name is Dennis. It's still an old name. My name is Dennis. 
that's an old ass name in itself. Yeah, you definitely got the old soul name out of you and your bro. Yeah, you mean either me or DeAndre? <laughs> Sometimes I ask my mom, I was like, what? You were so, the first boy she wanted you to be, you know, regal and shit. Maybe after my dad. I understand that. She wanted you to be kingly. But she well, she gave me the most ghetto ass middle name in the world. What's your middle name? Markeith. Oh, M A R capital K E I T H. Ooh, she had the nerve to capitalize that K. And I asked her about this literally like two weeks ago. I was like, why did she name me Markeith? <laughs> I thought that name was pretty. I still think that name was pretty. And I was like, so you thought Dennis Markeith Woods was a good name? Markeith would have been a better first name. That's what I said. And then she was like, I just had. I just just could have called you Mark or Keith. Damn. And then my dumb ass when I was a kid, when they asked me, because my family always called me DJ. So they asked me, you want to be called Dennis or you want to be called Markeith? I want to be called Dennis. Sounds older. Yeah, it sounds real old. Like biblical old. It's not that bad. Why are you laughing like that then? I mean, I'm just the, the, the contrast here. I have the whitest name. But that's the other thing. I would have the whitest name if it wasn't for in life. this lady who thought in 1988 that Mar Keith was a good name. If she had just stopped. My dad doesn't have a middle name. That's the other thing. My dad doesn't either. Why? What a weird parallel we have here. I know. It's like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> Our friendship just got thicker. Yeah, my dad didn't have a middle name either. And then I've met people that, but you know what's weird? All my dad's brothers and sisters have middle names. I guess when my grandma got to her eighth or ninth son, she was just like, can't think of another name for, for this dude to have. I don't know if mom. Aunts and uncles on my dad's side have middle names. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. I honestly don't know. Like I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't know. And you know, it's my on my mom's side, my granddaddy named all the kids, and so they all got some like white weird middle names. Mm. Like Mia's dad, his middle name is Kirk. Okay. My mom's middle name is Annette. <laughs> uh, my uh, my the next uncle is uh, his middle name is Tracy. I can't say. So on my mom's side, I don't think they have like white or black middle names. I just feel like they're southern. Like, and then my aunt, her middle name is Lee, which is the most southern name of all time. That's one of my aunt's middle name, Betty Lee. Like, oh, oh my God, the parallels are all the same. Look, so my granddaddy's name was Robert Lee Butler. Whew, that is confederate and, as fuck. Yeah. yeah. He was the third generation Robert Lee Butler. Wow. And his mama's name, this is some southern ass shit. Her name was Willie Lee. Oh, wow. Whitfield. Mm. Willie. A woman named Willie. It's, I don't know why. It was just... It's a whole bunch of uh, names that went both ways. But yeah, Willie Lee Whitfield. Her daddy's name was Casey Whitfield. Casey. That, that's actually lucky, though. A man named Casey just sound like a womanizer. 
He was. All right, let me tell you about my uh, great great granddaddy, Casey oh, Whitfield. Was he a Rolling Stone? All right, so his first wife, who was my great great grandmother, died. And she had a twin sister. So her twin sister moved in to take care of the baby who she died in childbirth. Mm. So uh, my uh, great great aunt uh, stayed for about a year. She went back to uh, Monticello, Mississippi. Pregnant. So yes, my great great granddaddy got two sisters pregnant on some future shit. <laughs> and people call us ruthless. Man, this ratchet shit been going on for years. This generation ain't shit compared to the shit they used to do. Right, if you do all the dirt, your your granddaddies and great granddaddies did. Right. <laughs> Before hoes was blowing up, they wives' phones and shit, bro. Legendary man. We we straight got off topic. I was going see. I ain't gonna forget. How you ain't see coming to America though? Is it like to the point where you just like fuck? It, I'm just not gonna ever watch that movie. I mean, I just I don't. I guess I don't have a sense of urgency about it at this point. I'm just like, if it come on and I'm at home, I watch it. But. Hate to say this, but that might be a deal breaker between us. Like, you've been trying to get me to get out. That might be it, man. We can't if we can't do coming to America references together. I just don't see us in a future uh, marriage anymore. Hmm. You know, guess that's fake. You ain't gonna get rid of me that quick. Ending the historic month of June, which was also African American Music Month and the month of Juneteenth, Drake dropped Scorpion which is a double album, one side rap, the other side is softish baby shit, uh, R&B. 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 It's, it's easy, R&B. <laughs> Real easy. <laughs> easy like a Sunday morning R&B. How do you feel about it? I, uh, he has good songs that go hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But substance-wise, it's the same thing as with every other Drake album. He makes very good songs. He makes really good music. But the emotional attachment to it is not there for me. It's almost similar to how I feel about J. Cole. Okay. So you just don't feel like you can relate to it? No, I can, I can relate to certain things he says. It's just... Oh no! I'm not gonna judge people who don't uh, who love it because that's that's fine, and I'm not gonna say that I don't enjoy some of the songs, mm-hmm. like that one with uh where he's rapping over that Tay Keith Tay Keith beat, Bruh. the one that where he sampled Mariah Carey. Yeah, that was actually Emotionist. a good flip. That was a really good flip. I that that was dope. Now that was definitely um, the original sample of Mariah Carey singing because mm-hmm. that was not the studio. You don't have that ability <laughs> these days, mm. sadly. 
R.I.P. <laughs> to her vocals. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's. I feel like I always feel the same about Drake's albums when he drops them. There's always like a couple that I really vibe to, and then of course I vibe to whatever singles he has. But I can't say that both of them completely flowed easily for me. Like there's ones that I just want to skip through. Yeah. Yeah, it's skippable tracks. But I think that's a problem with the with double, double albums. albums. Yeah. There's too many like, fillers. Yeah. Somebody made the point that righteously since probably Life After Death, has there been a cohesive rap album that's too... I feel like people need to... So, I feel like people need to take the Kanye approach when they're doing double albums. I feel like they need to shorten them Mm-hmm. And and improve upon the content. So I don't feel like a whole double album has to be like most albums are going to be, you know, nine to sixteen songs. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you need to have a thirteen track album if you're going to do a double album, right. and then have you know two albums that are totally twenty seven or thirty tracks like. Just because you're doing a double album doesn't mean you still have to put a whole lot on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the reason for the duality is because you're separating vibes. Right. So I get that part, but that when it gets to be that damn long, I'm just like It's like, come on. <laughs> now, this might sound blasphemous. I don't even know if a double album worked for Outcast. Mm. Cause it's on speaker box level. Yeah, because as time is going on, this also might be some people might feel a certain type of way. I think I feel a certain type of way. Love below is not as good <laughs> as speaker box. Yeah, no, that's for damn sure. Like, I can attest to that. Like of the tracks on Love Below that I really enjoy, Prototype. Because Prototype is one of the greatest songs ever. Absolutely. That's going to be played at my wedding. Me too. Hopefully we had the same one. But, uh, of course, uh, hey, uh, is Roses on that or is it on Speaker Box? I, I feel like it's on, it's on Speaker Box. And then... Caroline. Yeah, that's on Speaker Box. It's another one. Oh, Happy Valentine's Day. I love that song too. Mm. Cause that beat is so dope, but Speaker Box Big Boy is destroying Speaker Box. Yeah, especially cool. for that time. But I mean, I feel like it also kind of it's dated, surpassed its time a little bit. It's like, it's slightly dated. Yeah, but as far as like two thousand four rap standards, yeah. And even though that was the year that College Dropout came out and Black Album. Those are the years where I just was not rocking with Kanye. Those are the years that I didn't li- I didn't listen to rap for like two years until Kanye and Jay. Well, until Black Album, and then College Dropout a couple months later. I just I was in that that phase where I felt like Kanye was too cocky for his own good. <laughs> Foreshadowing. I guess I was a. Um... My third eye, you know. Uh, your third eye actually went wide ass open. <laughs> you saw what the rest of us didn't fucking see. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty good at reading people. 
because and then you can also make the debate that even though Life After Death is probably the greatest double album in hip hop you can also make the debate that considering that the artist was dead by the time it came out would it have really been as good I saw Peter Rosenberg make that argument and I was like that's pretty fair Mm -hmm. I mean Wu-Tang came out with uh uh, what's the name? They came out with a double album that was full of filler. Oh, Wu Tang Forever. Why well, did I forget that? Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing. It's like the fan base of Wu Tang is so weird. It's like a mixture of a lot of dudes who clearly don't listen to other rap, but they're into like nerd shit. And then, but they still like hood ass niggas. Like you got ODB who's out here just a crack addict. Just, he didn't write that shit. He just got up there and just started saying crazy ass shit on the mic. He was wilding. Who is your favorite member of Wu-Tang Clan? Oh. Oh my God. Can you name all uh Definitely. all the members of Wu Tang Clan? This is no. gonna be a difficult episode. the way he addressed that he does actually have a son um I feel like he addressed it how he had to for one um it wasn't Pusha T's place to 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 out him the way he did when it comes when it came to his son but if if he was going to address it let's say you know he waited till his son was a little bit older it would be he would say the same thing like I was waiting not you know I wasn't hiding you I was hiding the world you know what I'm saying so I feel like that that was honestly the best response he could have had to it to me Um, of course there's going to be some people who are going to you know say that's bullshit but not everybody is going to be especially when it's a situation where it might have been it might have been a one night stand or even if it was longer, nobody is gonna be all gung ho to be out in the public with their their child. Right. Like especially as a celebrity. And he's also for to be all the way honest, Drake is we don't really know too much about Drake's Dating personal life. life. Which just from what we see. We know he likes strippers. <laughs> With big booties. And thick ass women. That one that they showed a couple weeks ago, I don't... That, oh, that he was out with the black woman? Like, beautiful in the face. It's just... He, oh. he, he like... Can't nobody say that he don't like uh, black women. He like them stacked. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. I can't be mad at it at all. Like, he was outed, and so he had to address it. 
or else then it would have really looked like he was an ain't shit dad. You know what I'm saying? Like right. now, the crazy thing is that now, like some people were still holding on to, well, uh, Drake is gonna have his response track in Scorpion. No, but the other thing is, and I'm never even in the middle of the beef. I was always on this side. I didn't think Drake was gonna. I I didn't think he needed to respond. I didn't think so either. He was. He's actually too big to respond. I feel like it would have been petty. Yeah, and it would have. It would punch it down. It would have made him look like his feelings were hurt. You know what I'm saying? Even though as Drake, I mean, we know his feelings were hurt, but he would have really looked like a hurt nigga if he responded again. The light skin jokes definitely wouldn't have stopped. That's. That's true, but but I didn't think he needed to respond like directly to Pusha T. Yeah, but I do think Pusha T made a good move by going at him and then by Drake appearing to tap out. Now it won't matter because it won't affect Drake's legacy. But the people who are the Drake stands who say, I've never heard of anybody listening to Pusha T. Nigga, you didn't listen to clips when we were kids. Mm. Like, Pusha T is dope. It's just, he ain't... Drake is competing with the Beatles and Elvis. Yeah. Like, that shit is crazy. Drake has really appealed to the market. Yeah. And he's got... His core demographic are women. Yeah. And women buy albums. So do and go to concerts. Yep. <laughs> and buy merch. Yep. <laughs> she that's true. What do you think would happen if Drake ever had a co co headline tour with Beyonce? Nigga. <laughs> First of all, the tickets would be fucking ridiculously priced. What if Beyonce was just like, you know what, Jay, I don't want you on the rest of this. I'll pick Drake up and go. I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. One, because I have never seen... I've never seen Drake or Jay in concert. Me neither. I so I'm, a, I'm excited Jay. for On The Run too because I get to see Jay. But damn. Because he has he has that Girls of Beyonce song. He was on um, Beyonce self-titled, The Mind Track. Like, they could fuck some shit up. But at the same time... I mean, it's her husband. B and J, Clyde. Man. B and J already have their storyline. Yeah, and they came out with a trilogy of albums to explore their relationship, which is revolutionary in itself. I mean, <laughs> but um, I, I'm just thinking because I know the crossover. That big diagram of Beyonce fans and Drake fans, that might as well be the same circle. Mm-hmm. But you right. That would be crazy. What are some other crazy like matchup concerts that you would like to see? Um, they don't necessarily have to be a tour, but like, just like one concert, a one-off. I would love to see. Man, that's a hard one. I would love to see Anthony Hamilton. And either Layla Hathaway mm. or 
Let us see. Together. I'm, that would just be a vibe to me. I'm almost convinced that that had to have happened at least once. I, that had to, it had to have been a Layla Hathaway Anthony Hamilton. Maybe concert. at like a BET event <laughs> somewhere. Why you say BET with that certain voice? Did I? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to. I'm just saying like... Mm. It would have had to have been at a black ass event. Oh yeah, because that's some black ass shit. <laughs> they sell pig feet at the fucking. Anthony Hamilton need to drop some new music. Mm. I love his voice. Like I love a good raspy voice on a man or a woman. Me too. And he can sing, but that yeah. rasp behind it, yeah, just takes the ash off your body. <laughs> <laughs> the um. This is a tour or concert, but you know who I always wanted to hear on the same track? Currency and Kanye. Wow. Okay. Because Currency, like, when he rapped over uh, Live Fast, Die Young, the Rick Ross song that Kanye produced, he destroyed that beat. Didn't he drop some new shit recently? Mm-hmm. I still haven't listened to it. Me neither. I, I'm a huge Currency fan, but it got too much. Like, I kind of, I didn't keep up with it as much as I should. Mm. Like, the last one I probably listened to was Pilot Talk 4. That's probably, like, especially when my smoking days. Oh, man. I was, I was listening so much to Currency and Wiz. Oh, my God. I used to kill the fuck out of some Wiz in college. Ugh. When Wiz was on his pimp shit. <laughs> And then he met Yoko Ono, I mean Amber Rose. Oh my god. They need to get back together. They do. I I've come along like I, I appreciate Amber Rose. I do too. For one, she uh helped inspire one of the greatest albums of all time. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And as much shit as it goes over her life, she does seem like a cool chick. Yeah, I <laughs> I feel like there's she has you know her airheaded moments, but mm-hmm. I mean beyond that, I feel she definitely has a good heart. I mean, she was in love with Twenty One Savage's ass. Twenty One, Twenty One. I feel 21, I, I can relate though to Amber sometimes because 21, I feel like she'd be liking these weird ass niggas, and I feel like I normally like weird. Niggas. <laughs> you said you don't. I do. I mean. To each their own, nigga. 21 Savage is definitely a weird ass nigga. That was just an unequally yoked situation. I don't know, though. No. Because 21 has shown that he does have a little sense in that head. And I'm a huge 21 Savage fan. Looks alone. I mean, and normally I don't, I don't, I'm just, I'm never just like, oh, she's too pretty for him. But he just looked like he didn't take care of himself. Like he ain't never drank a bottle of water. <laughs> he looked like he don't shower long enough. Twenty one, twenty one. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, don't, I cannot honestly see what conversations were they having. Like what, what were they doing besides having sex? Is what I want to know. I, I think it was just that video though of him singing those love songs to her is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I never saw it. Was it on Instagram? 
was, I saw it on Twitter, bro. I think it was an Instagram live. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, me and my baby got, like, out here got me doing all type of stuff. <laughs> you know, she made him go on a slut walk, on that, uh, slut walk with him. Mm-hmm. He looked like the child that didn't want to be at church with his mama. Uh-huh. <laughs> My mama said we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta stay. My mama two. said I can't go to your birthday party unless we go to church first. Twenty one, twenty one. Yo, <laughs> I like Twenty One Savage. Though. I know a lot of people think that I'm a music snob. I used to be, but I enjoy good ratchet ass shit. Yeah, me too. Like I've been feeling Black Boy JP so hard. No, now. <laughs> Like that shit is amazing. Like I, I embrace my ratchetness now. Yeah, I uh, I put this on Twitter, but I definitely had Boosie on loud today. I pulled up in the Whole food. No, <laughs> this nigga said when she pulled up in the Whole food. Hashtag balance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, yo man. Whole Foods be on that bullshit. What you mean? Man, that shit is so so expensive. Yeah, they do be overpriced as fuck, and I, I really do wonder why. And because I do have Amazon Prime too, and I haven't used my discount yet. Yeah, apparently you can save money when you have Amazon Prime in there. But I mean, you can go to the farmers market and get fresh organic produce and shit for way cheaper than what they be selling yeah. for. And I'm just like, is it the packaging? Is it? Just the brand. Is it the ambiance of the stores? It gotta be. Because a lot of that shit, I'm just like, but I mean, I also get it too because most of it comes from like small businesses. Mm-hmm. So, you know. True. They have to try to start making their money and, and, you know, bringing in revenue before they can actually streamline their prices. Another super expensive store is uh, Hollywood Feed. Never been in there because I don't have a dog. Yeah, if you go in there, you're gonna spend it. Look expensive, yeah. Everything in that plaza is just way out of my league. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be eating the fuck out of some farm burger though. Farm burger is so hard. Farm yeah. burger is lit as fuck. Them well, farm burger fries, bro. I might go to farm burger after I leave here. Like, I'm supposed to go to the gym, but now I want some fucking farm burger. <laughs> fuck the gym, let's go get some fucking farm burger. <laughs> I spend a good $15 in there every time I go, yeah. But I get the um, the quinoa burger. It's like it's. I mean, it's the veggie option, but it's it's you not know, good for you. It's a whole lot of cheese. And the shit. only thing that make me <laughs> mad about farm burger is I'm paying. I get I'm paying for real beef and all this other stuff. But why you gotta hand me a can of Coke? Bruh, like really, really, nigga. Yeah, they don't have fountains. <laughs> But they have beer on tap. They do. That is wow. I never really noticed that. And I don't know if it's like one of those weird like hipster things. Soda, but yeah, that is crazy. Like even if they even if you gonna get like a diet coke or something, just cause they could at least have the basic coke products on fountain. Right. You ain't gonna. It ain't that expensive, bro. Coke, diet coke, sprite. That's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But. Yeah, that whole little shopping center is. What's that one that all those white women can go to? Lululemon. <laughs> I've never seen a black person walk into that fucking store. That shit is overpriced as fuck. I don't care what anybody says. I will never. I just cannot. Not for athletic wear. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. 
90-something dollars for a pair of leggings, my nigga. And then plus, if you go get athletic wear, why don't you just get Nike athletic wear? If you're going to spend that That's dollar, what I'm saying, because you know... Nike, Adidas... Because you know that that Nike athletic wear, is like the athleisure yeah. stuff they have, that shit's dope. Yeah. I have a pair of joggers that I got, like when joggers first got cool, probably like four or five years ago, they still dope as fuck. Adidas been dropping some lit shit too, and they got yeah. that, um, the equipment line, the EQT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who I've been fucking with? And it's gonna sound like I'm just a, a Jay Z fan, but Puma has been dropping some lit shit. I got some new, some of the new Puma sneakers last fall. They are dope. I was actually, I was highly surprised. And they just got back into basketball wear. Those first sneakers they dropped. I mean, the first sneakers they have, they're about to come out. I don't. Yeah, I'll wait, <laughs> but. They brought back the Clyde Frazier uh, low mm-hmm. pumas. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about getting a pair of those. Man, Especially since a, it's a summer. It was like a little phase where Puma had got hot in like middle school, I think. Mm-hmm. It was a little window. Yeah. It's also like when Reebok Classics got cool for that second. After the Hot Boys. And K-Swiss, my nigga. Them classic mm-hmm. K-Swiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My sister loves K-Swiss. Sacconis and shit. My sister loves... Alright, Wendy's nephew told me some shit. You know it's not called Sacconi? The name of the company is not Sacconi? How do you pronounce it? Sacconi. Nope. Niggas gonna always say Sacconi. I know. That's what... Every time I see him, like, when I, if I go down there, and he's down there, I always get to be like, it's Sacconi. <laughs> And then she'd be like, no, we call this Sacconi. It's not Sacconi. Just so you know. Sacconi, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, when he told me that, I never felt like such an old head in the world. Be like, what do you mean? That's not how you say it. Excuse me, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Excuse me? You're not just going to speed past that like you didn't just say that. Yeah, those were the good old days. Those were the days. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. Oh, yeah. I want to tell you about it. Let me tell you, I've been gone. Gone so long. Just want to sing. Sing my song. I know you've been here. Heard a lot of things. Paul Rudd is a vampire. Is he not aging? He's um. He's in his forties. He is doing Ant Man, isn't mm-hmm. he? Look at look up how Paul Rudd looked at either Romeo Juliet or Clueless, and no, compare that to how he, he was in Clueless. He was old as fucking Clueless. He was a grown he was, man. He in had Clueless. to be in his thirties in Clueless. I think he was in his late twenties. But hell, Stacey Dash was twenty eight in Clueless. Well, she ever since she signed her soul over to the devil, that racism make you uh. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since she signed her soul to the devil, she uh. That melody rejects itself after you. Candace Owens gonna be looking like a a fifty year old next year. Wow. He he got to be on some good ass skincare. He's probably eating nothing but organic veggies. 
he's not aging. You are absolutely correct. It's like almost scary. He aged like a black man. <laughs> <laughs> he stayed the fuck out the way is what he did. Like that picture that they have of him dancing with Claire Danes and Romeo and Juliet. Uh, and you look at how Claire Danes look now. She definitely aged way more than him. But yeah. I think that's smoking. smoking See, this now. is what happens when you mind your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's somebody else they were talking about age is good from... <laughs> Jeff Goldblum did for a while, but I feel like now it's starting to show. <laughs> Yo, these women out here, be, man, Jeff Goldblum got a full fan base of 20 year olds. He does. He truly does. Like when he, he stepped out wearing that, what was it, Prada? Man, these women right here losing their fucking mind. <laughs> it's like, so y'all didn't find him attractive in Jurassic Park but Listen, now that he's 67 oh, no, he years old he was fine in Jurassic Park now don't get me wrong you know who else though Clint Eastwood is damn near dirt and I don't know why but he still has sex appeal I don't It's his face he just he, I, so clearly you've never seen his son his son looks exactly like him he's like 30 uh oh now she, she <laughs> somebody go go look let me hit up Google right quick <laughs> His son's an actor. I can't remember his name. Have a little lusty. I know it's Eastwood, of course. Clint Eastwood. I think he got up to his damn seventies or eighties, and then it started showing. Yep, Clint Um, Eastwood's son. His son is in something too. I think he's in. I think he was in the last Pacific Rim movie. Scott Eastwood. Yeah. Oh, you know, you like if y'all could only see the face that she just made. I felt so uncomfortable. Oh my god, that that was lust. Listen, the Eastwood blood, they got it. He was married to a black woman for a long time too. Okay, let me slide in the DMs. Wow, you gonna slide in the eighty-year-old man's DMs? Let me see if I can get some of that money right Like a Friday after next, tell your daddy. I said, <laughs> Tell your fine daddy that I said, <laughs> I saw you listing after, uh, what's his name? Mark Wahlberg. Yo, so he popped up on myself, so, you know, since Instagram just be all the fuck out of whack. He, um, one of his posts pop up and apparently, you know, he was talking about the Lakers shit or whatever, but he was fucking posing. Basically, he was standing up on a chair, like flexing. He was doing this shit. He got washboard abs, fucking steel biceps. Just he is ripped as shit. And I know he got to be almost 50 at this point. Yeah. If not already. The craziest thing about Mark Wahlberg is nobody, like, when he dies, the first uh, sentence in his tombstone won't read, a.k.a. Marky Mark from the Funky Bunch. (laughs) People just forget that that shit ever happened. Like, that Good Vibration song didn't happen. Like, he wasn't playing everything in the early 90s. Man. Or that he was a Calvin, the Calvin Calvin Klein model. model. Ooh. Yes. 
Mark Wahlberg been fine since been fine. Have you ever seen the the classic American movie uh, Fear? No. Where it's him and Reese Witherspoon and he's an obsessive boyfriend. Oh, God. And he tries to literally take over. This is where the movie gets weird, we'll say. It's okay. He's an obsessive boyfriend, but you find out he's actually trying to take the place of the father. Because that makes sense. Like, so was he trying to kill the father? Or he just wanted. He to... was trying to take his place and then eventually kill him, and then he terrorizes the whole family and stuff. Oh, that's a mental health issue. I mean, in 2018 terms, but when it came out, it wasn't. People gonna think we we shooting this shit in the hood. <laughs> Like they just hear horrors fucking going by and shit. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I never saw that. Mark Wahlberg has had an interesting career. Yes. Let me go ahead and bust this bubble for you. Uh, you know Mark Wahlberg has felonies. They don't mean shit. He still. But when I tell you what he has a felony for, oh, you go. God. Was it sexual? Nope. Him and I believe his friends beat up an Asian man. He committed a hate crime. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? To see somebody's so... love and lust just fall is so Why? amazing. I'm so excited for that. But yeah, he's trying to get it taken off his uh... expunged. Yeah. But I mean, he was a, a teenager in Boston. Um, Which is like, you know, one of the most racist cities of all time. That was the culture. But apparently, yeah, he was... Because, you know, his brother, uh, Donnie... The older one. Yeah. When he was in New Kids on the Block, they were... uh, Marky Marky Mark was out here in these streets. Come on, come on. (laughs) (laughs) If I wouldn't get in trouble... Because, you know, copyright infringement is real as fuck, apparently. Hint, hint. I see you, SoundCloud. Yes, it is. Um, I'll, put, I'll end this with good vibrations. Fuck it, I might end it with good vibrations oh, anyway. Shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You need to put a disclaimer. I mean, I'm about to play that shit now. This shit right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really, like, become attracted to him, though, until I saw him in Four Brothers. Well, that was like... Alright. Like I two worlds was, merged I in Four he was Brothers. Cute, I guess a Calvin Klein model, but I was like, I don't know, something about him in Four Brothers. It was something about He was like the protector, you know. Four brothers came out when we were in high school and just as many white people as black people saw that movie, even though that movie is hood as fuck. That's kind of revolutionary. It's a good ass movie. It is. Like, still to this day. Come on, come on. <laughs> Let Marky Mark live. Like, I was watching uh, the show with his brothers, Wahlburgers. The which, when it's coming to Huntsville. Is it? It's going to be over by Top Ooh, Golf. He's going to be in town? Oh, shit. I, I need to. I need Somebody going to put on that freakum dress. <laughs> I need to know about when Mrs. Kim, why are you wearing a red uh, a red dress with a flower in your hair? (laughs) You trying to seduce somebody? Don't worry about all that. 
uh, yeah, so they're opening one of those. But I was watching his brother's show because I was watching with my mom. And it was the episode where New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys did that tour. And they were trying hard to get uh, Mark Wahlberg to perform uh, Good Vibrations. Mm-hmm. So they started playing it. He just went on stage. He started dapping up people like a real G. <laughs> like he was just dapping up things. Like, what's up, man? What's up? <laughs> he will not. You will not get Mark Wahlberg to get out here with the funky bunch. He will always be a real G. Come on. Come on. Hold on, hold on to my pride, my pride. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna stick, I'm stick. gonna stick, I'm gonna stick to my guns, gonna stick to my guns, yeah. I'm gonna put my finger on the trigger, my finger. I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it, then we gonna see. So we're gonna, so first. Thank you for all the listens that we're getting because I sent Kimden numbers and that shit was crazy last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Like once, uh, subscribe on iTunes and subscribe on SoundCloud. That iTunes thing just blow all the way up. Yeah, and I knew it would. I feel like, which I hate to say this about people or our listeners, but I feel like, you know, once you are on uh, or associated with a more mainstream or bigger uh, platform mm-hmm. is when people start taking you more seriously. Yeah, like I, I, I hate it, I, but I feel like SoundCloud still has that stigma. Like only you know, yeah, we we only niggas with EPs and and mixtapes and shit be on sound, but that's right. not true. Righteously, I think it's also a divide also between the people who regularly listen to podcasts. Yeah. And the people who only listen to podcasts from a big market. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're still working kinks out. And we are definitely not doing this for money. <laughs> I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. <laughs> not yet, at least. But, uh, so, our first episode has gotten the most plays so far. Yeah. But our most popular episode after a week was the one we did last week with a king <laughs> right you know how crazy it is that alright I usually listen to these things like eight times when I'm editing yeah. I was dying laughing a king was a fucking fool I was like losing my shit and then like <laughs> I was laughing so hard and Cooper kept hearing uh, Keem's voice that he had gotten used to and so he was looking around <laughs> and I would just die laughing. I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. So many people have hit me up and said that we need to get Akeem for a segment or something. We're going to try and see what we can do. But I'm going to tell y'all niggas this. That nigga crazy as fuck. <laughs> yes, he is. If you knew some of the shit that I didn't put on that You'll be like, oh my god! And he don't give a damn. No fucks given. He does not give a damn. But that shit was funny as fuck. Like the whole weekend was fun, just him being around. Because we were we were so close in high school, you know, with distant our different ways, but we still always kept in touch. Mm-hmm. That's why it was cool that he could come in and it just be like old times, because that nigga is still the same. He has not changed. And then Kim, 
set off a joke war <laughs> trying to roast Akeem. I guess she forgot. <laughs> That's okay. That is okay. I think we got we, good content from it. We was tit for tat. He came from my feet. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> the other thing was, I was laughing so hard throughout it that I was like, oh man, it's going to sound crazy. Because I, I couldn't stop laughing. Because that dude. But the funny thing is, when you're listening to it, the stuff I'm laughing at is probably the stuff that got cut, got out. cut out. Because he was like, that first little tear he went on. Is some of the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. And hell, one day I might release it. I'll do some hipster weird shit, like put it on a cassette. <laughs> like just the unreleased one. It's on cassette. You got to like on an old DJ screw mix tape, you gotta have to put a uh, a tape deck in your car. Like that shit was wild though. It was, but it was it was good to have him on. I knew we weren't gonna need a script. No, because that nigga gets crazy. What What was your favorite part of the episode? Off the dome. Um, <laughs> my favorite part was he, when he was talking about his uncle. <laughs> uncle rubbing up. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, the name. I was like, you cannot be fucking serious. Uncle Rubber Duck don't use no rubber. That was the most Mississippi ass shit I've ever heard. Like, and with the level of just calmness, he was just like, like he was serious when he was just like, so you have an uncle named Rubber Duck? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing in the whole episode, me asking him that. He's like, yep. Like, it's just, it is what it is. It's my uncle. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's still crazy, though, to, to see our friends being parents. Because mm-hmm. right before we started recording, you know, his yeah. daughter FaceTimed him and I was like oh I was gonna keep that in cause it did like it sounded really sweet he was like I'll be home she was asking him when he was coming home and I was like oh and then he just went back to be a complete savage <laughs> <laughs> cause I was I was gonna keep that in but I was like no we'll let him have his his yeah, daddy moment it was good you know who else has had a daddy moment on Instagram was Doug I commented it I was like, this nigga is a daddy too. Damn. We're getting old, man. You next. His daughter's so cute, man. She looked just like him. And then she had the Beyonce. uh, The flawless onesie. I'm going to put that on my baby registry for whatever I do have. (laughs) She was too cute. Um, Him and Doug were my best friends in high school. Yeah. Because they were both crazy as hell. (laughs) Doug is uh, calm now, but that dude. Him, him and Akeem when they would get going would be the funniest shit in the fucking world. <laughs> Hopefully whatever Doug gets out, we could try to have him on. Yeah. When is he ever coming back? I feel like he don't never come back in town. His mom is still here? Mm-hmm. He still come. He comes through because I met him and his fiance. For like holidays? Was it holidays? Might have been. Yeah, I think it was around the holidays. And so I met them. We went out to eat or whatever. She seems really cool too. That's what's like. That's the other thing. Like seeing people meet really cool people and then mm-hmm. they have little cool little little me's. That's cute. <laughs> but uh, and then we, 
also I've gotten a lot of requests of when can they be when can our other crazy ass friends be on <laughs> we know a lot of crazy people. we got a lot of crazy ass friends but it's gonna be hard to measure to measure up to, to the psychopath that we had last week Ooh, shit <laughs> like <laughs> the whole time he stayed with me like he would not tell me what he was gonna talk about he didn't know no I think he did. I think oh, he had think worked. He planned it. Yeah, I think he had worked out all that material he by the time he got here. Ready? Because he came in popping. I was like, oh, like even if you listen to like the beginning of the podcast before he gets here, we're just all calm and like. Oh, he just come in asking questions. It's like pop, 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 pop. It was like, yo, hey, it worked. You got it. You got it popping. I just hope that we don't drop off after this as we like when is the key gonna be back? <laughs> Alright, they're gonna be like, man, these niggas ain't lit enough. <laughs> like, no. Y'all had a real nigga last week. Y'all ain't real. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.